0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: Welcome to this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show. I'm your host, Keith Budden. And as normal, I'd like to start with a shout-out to all of our new listeners this week. And this week we have new listeners in London, uh, Birmingham, Manchester, Derby, Bristol, Newcastle-upon-Tyne, Nottingham, Guildford, Ipswich, Chelmsford, and Cardiff. And we also have new listeners in Ireland, in Dublin. Uh, New listeners on the continent in Brussels, in Belgium, in Calabria, in Italy, in Lower Austria, in Upper Austria, in Hamburg, in Germany, in Pajan, Tavastia, in Finland. Apologies if I mispronounced that. Uh, Trasnoda, in Russia. Kiev in the Ukraine, Tamil Nadu in India, Sydney in Australia, Tengawa in Japan, Panama City in Panama, Pernambuco in Brazil, and then across in the US. A lot of new listeners this week, and we welcome new US listeners in California, in Crystal River in Florida, in Georgia, in Illinois, in Indiana in Kentucky, in Minnesota, in Tennessee, in Texas and in Washington State. So a good number of new listeners all around the world this week and it's always great to see all our new listeners. And of course a big thank you to all my regular listeners who regularly take half an hour out of their week to catch up on the latest news about GDPR and what's happening uh, not just here in the UK but in Europe and, and indeed elsewhere around the world. As always I do... Uh, appreciate you listening, and always welcome your comments. Uh, feel free to leave your comments at podcasts at insurity.co.uk, that's E-N-S-U-R-E-T-Y.co.uk, and uh, if you find that address, you can find it also on the insurity.co.uk website on the podcast page, if you wish to get in touch with us. Um, I always like receiving your emails and I do read them all, although time doesn't allow me to reply individually to each and every one. But please do give me your feedback on what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, what you think we should improve on. And uh, we'll do our best to make the GDPR Weekly Show an even better experience for you every week. Uh, And so in just a few moments I'll be telling you what's coming up in this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: So, coming up in this week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show, we have a uh, article about Norwich City season tickets and what they're seeking to ask their fans to do in order to renew their season tickets. We have an update on GDPR and Brexit. We have a look into an investigation into the food delivery firm, Deliveroo, which has been carried out by the ICO. We have an update on a massive 50 million euro fine imposed on Google by the French ICO. And then our final article this week is concerning an Austrian privacy group which has filed a complaint with the Austrian ICO regarding a number of popular streaming services, namely Amazon, Apple, Netflix, YouTube and Spotify, and the way that they handle user data, and in particular, the fact that they're not releasing that data to users who request their data in a form which um, users can reasonably understand. And so once again a packed episode of the GDPR Weekly show this week and we'll be starting with the first article in a few moments.
0: Check us out on
1: Facebook. We were contacted by some fans of Norwich City uh, with a question about what Norwich City has been doing regarding season tickets. It seems that Norwich City fans have been warned that they must fill out a completely new form to avoid losing their season tickets and Norwich City is saying this is to comply with GDPR. Um, From what we understand, more than 14,000 Norwich City fans are currently signed up to the club's direct debit scheme which automatically renews and takes payment for the owner's season ticket at the start of every new season. But Norwich City have now warned that their fans would have to update their details in order to receive their season tickets, which they say is due to changes brought in by GDPR. And it's interesting that they're doing this now, when of course GDPR came in what seven, uh, seven months ago, almost eight months ago now. And uh, but Norwich City are only now issuing this when it comes to time to renew their. Season tickets, which I think is missing the point a little on Norwich City's part. But anyway, Norwich City are saying that renewal packs have been sent containing relevant forms have been sent out to anyone signed up to the scheme, asking them to update their contact details, update their payment method, and give consent to hear from the club. The club said it was also possible to complete the forms online by visiting its website and logging onto the portal using a supporter number. Uh, the head of marketing, Gavin Beard, when we Contact them. Said following recent changes to the law, we are required to ensure we are GDPR compliant. We've therefore this year asked fans to renew online or via the application pack provided by post to provide us with up to date contact details. Well, the way we look at this is is twofold. Um, it's obviously quite right that the club is asking people to update their contact details. No problem with that at all. The real issue comes around to the question of consent because it would be our professional opinion as GDPR practitioners that actually there's no need for consent to be given in the case of these fans who've signed up to a direct debit and have previously always paid for their uh, season ticket by direct debit because it's just renewing what they're already used to. And therefore, under the contractual basis, uh we would argue that the um, fans have already provided the consent they need to give under GDPR. There's no need for them to tick a specific box to give consent unless the club is planning to do additional marketing and it could be argued that the fans did not expect to receive that additional marketing. Um, But if that's the case, the club should simply come clean and, and say that's why they're doing it. Um... A more cynical person would say it's an attempt by the club to to raise money because if uh, the... And bear in mind, this would normally have happened with Matheny now. It requires a manual interaction by the fan. If the fan uh, completes the paperwork back to uh, Norwich City by Monday, February the 11th, they can get their adult season ticket starting from £499. Whereas... If they're late paying it, then there's an extra £50 and in fact increasing even further so that by Sunday, March the 10th, the price has risen to £569.50. Um, so quite an interesting case really. I, th- I think that uh, Norwich City are not quite interpreting the law the way it was intended to be interpreted. Uh, but we'll wait and see what happens. And of course if we get any update or any news from Norwich City, um, we will of course, bring it to you in a future edition of the GDPR Weekly Show.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host Keith Budden.
1: We couldn't let a episode of the GDPR Weekly Show go by at the moment without talking about Brexit. Um, as those of you who are listening to this in the UK will know, uh, our Parliament are due to discuss Brexit and various other options. We do have Brexit again on Tuesday this week, and uh, the uh, initial start of this is, of course, the Plan B, which uh, Theresa May put to Parliament last Monday and has been working on ever since. But we know there are a number of uh, possible amendments to that legislation being put forward on Tuesday too including what's being dubbed the Cooper Amendment put forward by Yvette Cooper uh, the Labour MP but supported by MPs of all parties uh, which would say that if the government has not uh, reached a Brexit deal by a set date in February that they would then take action to extend Article 50 from its current planned end date of 29th of March 2019 to end probably in December 2019, so giving everyone a nine-month breathing space to negotiate the rest of the deal. But, of course, that may well fail. It's not for us to judge. But if that proposed amendment or the other proposed amendments fail, and we do get to the 29th of March without a deal, we will crash out of the EU. And as we previously said, in last weekend and the other weeks in the GDPR Weekly Show, um, on major matter of substance for GDPR, that won't make any real difference, most of 99% of what is in GDPR is in the new uh, UK Data Protection Act 2018, and so one will simply replace the other. However, it has been brought to our attention that there will be some slight differences because post-Brexit, the UK won't be subject to decisions by either the European Court of Justice and or the European Board of Data Protection. And on the one side, you could say, well, that's a good thing. On a bad side, though, it means that from the 29th of March the UK Information Commissioner uh, Elizabeth Denham or her representative will no longer participate in the European Data Protection Board and that means that the UK will lose any influence that it has on interpretations of law and decisions relating to data privacy within the EU and as those of you who are long-term listeners of the GDPR Weekly Show will know our own Information Commissioner, uh, Elizabeth Denham, and her staff, have been a substantial input into a lot of the regulations that are within GDPR. And so I think it would be a loss to the UK that we will not be taking part in that anymore. Um, But I'd argue it's potentially also a loss to Europe, because I think our, our views, our opinions, our ideas there are valued, And they will be lost to the rest of Europe too, obviously, once we're no longer attending the meetings of the European Data Protection Board. So, as always, with Brexit, it's a continually moving feast. Um, But we will bring you further news probably next uh, week, in next week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show, once we know the outcome of the various uh, votes in the UK Parliament on This Tuesday, the 29th of January, Uh, ironically, of course, exactly two months before we uh, are due to leave the EU under Brexit, as it stands at this moment of recording this episode.
0: Check us out on Facebook.
1: Just a reminder that as well as the podcast, we now have our own Facebook group. Please do pop along and see us there at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash groups slash GDPR Weekly Show. That's always one word, GDPR Weekly Show. And do please come and join the group and follow the discussions that are going on.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: Deliveroo, the food delivery company, has found itself under investigation by the UK ICO after a number of complaints from uh, customers. It's reported that there's been limited fraudulent activity on some customers' accounts. Some customers have complained that they've been charged for orders they didn't make and what highlighted this to the ICO was one particular case where a customer received a bill for almost a £1,000. Now that's some big takeaway. Um, But they're claiming they didn't make the order in the first place. It's not the first time that the rules had to deal with this issue, but it is the first time since GDPR came into being. Uh, The activity reported arises from customers using the same usernames and passwords on multiple online accounts, and those details haven't been involved in a data breach on another platform, not on Deliveroo, a Deliveroo spokesperson said. They went on to say that as soon as any customer makes us aware of fraudulent activity, we immediately suspend their account to prevent further fraud. Deliveroo is taking this issue extremely seriously and constantly working to combat fraud on behalf of our users. However, customers are using social media to continue to make complaints about Deliveroo and data breaches. And last week on Twitter, one customer said, you still haven't replied to any communication, so how is that going to put me at ease? You've allowed nearly a £1,000 of fraudulent transactions on my card. Fix it. Um, now, the data breach, this is an interesting one, again, because it comes down to the whole issue of members of the public using the same username and passwords across multiple platforms. Because there's no indication at all, and we make no implication in this article at all, that the itself has suffered a data breach. We don't believe it has, and their technical people um, assure us that they can't find any evidence that it has. So we don't think that the actual data breach occurred on delivery itself. It's more likely this information has come from one of the other major data breaches, be that Carphone Warehouse or TalkTalk um, Talk, that happened last year. And people have bought that data on the black web, on the dark web, and are now using that data to make orders on Deliveroo, which Deliveroo are delivering in all um, beliefs that it's correct. And all, uh, and as far as I can say, they're very straightforward until they get approached by the person receiving the bill, who says, "Hey, guys, that wasn't me." And so this goes to show how data breaches can have a serious effect on a whole number of technical um, of tech companies, um, because you know it's it's what how are we going to guard against this? And unless there is some way of forming a register of data that's been breached, um, and I don't just mean the fact that there has been a data breach, but the actual data which has been stolen, then it's hard to see how other firms are going to detect that the information being put into their systems through order things, which appears to be correct, is actually fraudulent. And I think this could be one of the major challenges of... GDPR for 2019. It's certainly something which we will be following up ourselves with the ICO to see what their suggestions are and where their lines of thought are going at the present time. Um, another report out from the ICO shows that of 14 major tech companies, five had privacy clauses that were, in the view of the ICO, potentially problematic or contained insufficient information. And certainly it's something we've noticed when we're looking at company privacy policies is that most of them are not verbose enough. Um, And if you want advice on how to create a fully GDPR compliant privacy policy, then of course, do get in touch with us uh, either via the insurity.co.uk website or by sending an email to podcasts at insurity.co.uk. That's E N S U R E T Y.co.uk. And we'll be very pleased to work with you to make sure that your privacy policies are, privacy, are GDPR compliant. Um, we've also now got some more figures out of the UK Information Commission Office who have now said that in the period between May the 25th and July the 3rd last year there were 6,281 potential GDPR-related complaints filed with the Information Commissioner's Office and perhaps that's why the ICO has issued further guidance to practitioners like ourselves since then on what should and shouldn't be reported to the ICO, and we'll be bringing you probably some major updates to that. I'd hope to bring you the first one of those in next week's edition or the week after of the GDPR Weekly Show when we'll be giving you more in-depth information on when and why to report a data breach to the ICO. And just i some on that, um, we've had a number of emails of people saying that you'd like to see more individual topics covered in greater depth. And so, if you'd like that, please do let us know because we're currently drawing up our editorial um, calendar for the next few months. And if you'd like to have more in-depth information on individual things, then we'll try maybe one in every three or one in every four episodes of GDPR Weekly Show to concentrate that week Largely on just on one subject, so that we can dive into it in more depth. So, please do email us at, in, at podcasts at insurity.co.uk, u k, um, or via. You can find a link to that as well on the podcast page of our website. And um, do let us know if you'd like subjects covered in more depth and and then which subjects you'd like us to cover first because obviously there's a whole multitude of subjects that we could cover so please let us know what fits well with you and we um, aim to satisfy the most popular ones.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host Keith Budden.
1: The French ICO uh, CNIL has issued what without doubt has been the largest fine on any individual organisation since the introduction of GDPR and it has uh, enforced this fine or issued the fine to Google uh, for a number of GDPR breaches which we've covered in previous episodes of the GDPR Weekly Show. Um, The fine... Was 50 million 50 million euros, which is about 56.8 million US dollars. Uh, the fine marks the first time a major tech company has been penalized to this extent under GDPR. Um, we expected this fine against Doodle to be large, a because. Of the number of data breaches and b because of the size of Google and of course it needs to be put into context that 50 million euros albeit a lot of money is not going to put Google out of this but at the same time 50 million euros is a lot of money in anyone's book and so it's good I think to see France's data protection regulator making such a firm stance against uh, Google. And of course it will be interesting to see what happens with other countries who are investigating. And I think I particularly now will turn to the Irish, GDP, uh, the Irish ICO, who is still conducting their GDPR investigation against Facebook. And I think that this uh, fine by the French data protection regulator may well have set a benchmark against which future fines for large corporations will be will be measured. Uh, but of course, we don't know. I mean, we highlighted in in December, I think, in a episode of GDPR Weekly Show how the Netherlands ICO had not imposed anything like the fine the UK ICO had on a company for where actually the data breach had been very similar in terms of volume between the two. And, if you like, this is the one weak spot of GDPR, is that while the rules of GDPR are the same all the way across the EU and currently the UK, the penalties aren't. The maximum penalty is set within the regulation, but also course there's a maximum. And anything under that is down to the discretion of the individual ICO in whichever country the, the data breach takes place in. And of course the judiciary within that country. Um, so we wait waiting to see but certainly I think this 50 million euro fine against Doodle will make a few large corporations hopefully sit up and take notice that hey GDPR is something they need to start taking very seriously if they're not already
0: you're listening to the GDPR weekly show with your host Keith Budden
1: an Austrian uh Privacy Group, Privacy Campaign Group, called None of Your Business, have filed a complaint with the Austrian ICO regarding a number of streaming companies, particularly Amazon, Apple, Netflix, YouTube and Spotify, who, None of Your Business, accuse of breaching GDPR regulations the group, none of your business, say that 10 of their members made requests for information of the user data held by these streaming companies and uh, also how they buy and sell user data and the response was according to Matt Strems, co-founder and director of of NOYB, when tested, none of these systems provided the user with all the relevant data. In most cases, users only got the raw data, but for example, no information about how this data was shared. This leads to a structural violation of users' rights as these systems were built to withhold relevant information. This is the allegation from uh, None of Your Business. In total, eight firms were queried, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Flimit, and DAZN. Of the eight, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and Amazon had automated systems in place, allowing users to download data immediately, while Apple provided users with around 40 Excel spreadsheets full of alphanumeric data that was completely incomprehensible. Um... And of that fails under GDPR, they're quite right, because one of the responsibilities, if you remember under GDPR, is that whilst you need to provide the information that you hold and you need to provide the information in your native language, which in the UK is English, obviously in Austria would be in Austrian or German or one of the languages that's common in Austria. Um, what it can't be is just a load of characters and numbers that mean nothing to anyone. Uh, YouTube offered files that were also impenetrable to users, some of which were in esoteric file formats such as JSON. And again, that's a breach of GDPR because you need to provide the information in a common file format. So you can provide the information in CSV. Now, if you're a developer, you'd probably argue that JSON is a um familiar format, but it isn't to members of the public. So it fails, I think, the GDPR check under that case. Netflix, by comparison, had one of the best systems in place and was able to provide a list of raw data, including descriptions of which shows users watched and where and when they were watched. And might be interesting to those of you who have a Netflix subscription to realise that Netflix is recording that data about you. Um, and so it will be interesting to see what happens with this and what the outcome will be. Uh, we hope within the next week to speak to the Austrian ICO so that we can come back to you with their side of what's happening. Um, but this is definitely going to be one to watch in 2019 to see how Amazon, Apple, Netflix, YouTube and Spotify respond to the accusations that have been made by this Austrian privacy campaign.
0: You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden.
1: So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it entertaining. Please do let me know. Let me have your feedback by sending an email to podcast.insurety.co.uk. You can find out more about us at Insurety at www.insurety.co.uk and I look forward to speaking to you again same time same place next week have a good week everybody and remember keep your data safe
0: check us out on Facebook
1: the GDPR weekly show is an Insurety production follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash